I hope my parents don't uh, listen to this. <laughs> I won't share this with them. <laughs> and now I realize that I am making just as much of a rattle in the kitchen. So in the first episode of a mindfulness podcast season two on family, my two close friends, Mahi from India, Kay from Myanmar, and myself sat down for a conversation on family heritages. We addressed different ways in which um, family past, our upbringing, our grandparents, our parents' behavior got passed down into our old behaviors. Towards the end of the conversation, we also addressed different ways in which gratitude from ourselves show up in different ways, verbal and nonverbal, towards our family members. You're listening to the second season of a Mindfulness Podcast. This is a podcast series where we sit down to have conversations that deepen the relationships we have with ourselves and with the people around us. Each week, new conversations, new insights, new learnings about family. Okay, so good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. Friends of a Mindfulness Podcast, and this is the season two. And for season two, as you already know, uh, we are talking about family. And joining here me today again, then like last episode, we already introduced ourselves. Uh, my name is Nam, and also I have my two uh, close friends here with me, Kay and Mahi, and they are already here with us. And so um, last episode, we talked and we introduced a little bit of ourselves and talked about the reason why we chose like family as our main theme for this season. So this episode, we went right away into um, one very interesting aspect of family, the heritage of family inside ourselves, how our upbringing impacted who we are at this point in our life. And just thinking about that, you know, brought me up with a lot of stories, a lot of interesting instances about how, you know, certain traits from my family members kind of influence the way I am right now and how I myself also struggle, kind of compromise or grew out of that or grew into that as well. And today we are going to talk about it. But before we do so, then um, just a way for us to like crowd ourselves and check in with ourselves a little bit. And what a good line to do is just to invite uh, my two friends here just to check in a little bit with how you arrived in this space before we start the conversations. Just basically with how each of us is feeling right now. And uh, for me, um, I'm feeling right now very excited about the topic. At the same time, very uncertain because it's a broad one. And at the same time, anticipatory about the depth of stories that came from my old background and also from each of us background. Yeah. Hello, this is Kay from Osaka tuning in. And uh, today I think the topic is very interesting and I am looking forward to uh, traveling back to some childhood memories and I think it'll be an episode full of um, nostalgia and also reflection of um, our present selves and how our past have shaped us into who we are. So I think it's going to be a very 
interesting conversation. And I look forward to hearing stories from Mahi and uh, Nam as well. Yes. Yes. Um, chiming in with Kay, this is Mahi. I also agree with both of you that today it's going to be a very interesting conversation. And while there's also the element of nostalgia, there's also some amount of curiosity from my end, especially since um, I think this will reveal to us about our own cultures a little bit. So it's it's kind of like traveling around the world in a certain time. <laughs> yeah, so I think in that, in that sense, there's going to be a lot of interesting stories that I'm really looking forward to hearing and learning from. So that's how I check in today. For me, I really um, resonate with the you know, sense of nostalgia and also the sense of curiosity that are already present in this space. The moment we hear about family and how the heritage of our families is living right through us right now. And at the same time, I'm also very interested in, you know, and I assume that our audience will be the same, which is we are sitting from three different places, coming from three different cultural backgrounds. And at the same time, you know, how we also bring our personal and the cultural elements into this conversation is something that I could love to explore together with all of us. And so um, to kickstart how we can um, easily transition into this topic, what makes me really curious right now is, you know, when, when we look at ourselves and the different, you know, ways we are living our life in this moment, are there any specific like, actions or habits that kind of remind you of someone in your family. That's what I could like to start with. So um, as for me, I, I realized that I'm starting to um, resemble uh, a lot of my own grandmother's behavior, uh, not in a very positive sense, I must say. So when I was young, my grandmother brought me up and I used to always uh, wonder why she's so hyperactive or why she is very restless or she kind of sometimes talks to herself. And I used to think that's very silly. And she's also a very anxious person. And as I've grown up and I'm starting to notice within myself, I'm like, I'm kind of similar to her in the sense, you know, I'm also, I hold a lot of anxiety, which is, I feel like it's very natural to me. And I'm seeing that my mother also has it. So I feel like it's it's something that's being passed on, like, like a family asset of some sort, <laughs> not necessarily an asset, but you know, like a property of some sort from my granny to my mom to me. Uh, and, um, you know, I've also noticed that I, I'm, I'm just exactly as hyper as her, you know, especially when I'm washing vessels. When I was young, I used to hear her making such a rattle in the kitchen. And I'm like, ah, she needs to be more quiet. And now I realize that I am making just as much of a rattle in the kitchen. And I'm like, yeah, this is a self-fulfilling pro prophecy. I mean, Maybe, you know, to the listeners, the next time you look at one of your family members and you're like, ah, I don't like that about them. You may never know, you probably have that same characteristic within yourself. So yeah, that's something that I've noticed 
uh, about me and my grandmother. You know, I, I really resonated with this, you know, with with your story of your grandmother because what resemble with my life is that I grew up with my grandparents too. I spent my like the entirety of my childhood until the end of elementary school time. And what I could really um, think about immediately in my life right now is like I pick up the habit of of reading. Right, from both my grandparents, and I pick up the, the love for reading also from my grandmother. She was the one that brought me the very first book, like children's book. And I did not; I was not instructed to read at all. But I, it's like something that she noticed in me that I could immediately catch on with reading, and so she kept buying me new books every time, and I kept consuming all those things, like devouring books when I was a kid. I think that's how I, I learned. I started to learn to love like reading, like fiction, like reading the worlds of stories from different countries, and also reading poems in Vietnamese. And I learned to love like writing and listening and reading in Vietnamese from that, like that instances of my grandmother. And you know, the second thing that I also thought of is. This is more like I don't know if a positive or negative trait, but I'm thinking right now it's more a, a negative trait in a sense that I am, or I used to be more passive aggressive, and that ran in the family a lot. <laughs> I noticed this every time, you know. Um, there there was something there was tension between like, my parents, and something would turn out into like someone not saying. Everything and staying in silence for very long moments, and I could tell that okay, that the person was angry. I did not like that at all. But then there, there was no other way around it, and so I feel like I grew up picking up on that, and I myself subconsciously turned passive aggressive when I, when I did not understand really my emotions, or when I was holding up something and I could not really. Like know how to express it, so it took me some time to really unwind that. But for me, those story came up immediately. Yeah. I think for me, uh, one thing that I picked up from my mom is her love for detective mysteries, and <laughs> I remember that uh, when I was young, uh, she would um, have like she would. Like uh, at home, we had these books of Sherlock Holmes, and she was a huge um, Agatha Christie fan. So we had a lot of like detective uh, books, and uh, she watched these TV series uh, and uh, videotapes uh, of like let's say James Bond. So she liked that kind of like mystery detective sort of um, media. So that's why I think. Like growing up, I was kind of influenced by that, and uh, now, like these days, I am like into period um detective dramas. So, like in the nineteen eighties or like sixties, and I I always when I look through Netflix, I like look for those uh detective uh series. 
and it's very hard to find a good detective series these days but I think like I love a good mystery for myself right and uh, that's one way that I kind of wind down like and um, escape from reality for a little bit yeah and uh, another thing is that uh, the way that I um, hold grudges like I think uh, when I was young <laughs> I would see my uh, parents maybe sometimes like um, they get into an argument and usually uh, my dad is the one who would like not like give in like so he would like, kind of like hold a certain kind of grudge and uh, my mom would always like you know like wave the white flag um, always be the first one and when I was growing up I would look at that and I, I would feel like um indignant well like I would tell my mom mom why are you always you know the one who like makes the first peace offering and I would say that always and I think um when I was young as well when I get into like some sort of like a conflict or argument I would be more like my dad like I'll be like no I will not um like give in first unless uh they make the first step and then now that I am older, I think I'm becoming more like my mom. So, so I kind of um, start to understand, oh, okay, like, you know, it's why hold on to grudges, like, you know. So I would be the one who would kind of like start to like make the first step, like, hey, like, do you want to talk about it? Like, you know, with a friend or with someone. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's how I have changed <laughs> in uh my personality wise yeah i hope my parents don't uh listen to this <laughs> i won't share this with them <laughs> you know there are different ways your parents can make way to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i will hide this from them <laughs> sometimes you don't know how you don't know maybe your relative or some of your family members are using a hidden account to follow you <laughs> we never know about that <laughs> But for me, like those, like the, the story that we just shared are like fond memories of how we came to appreciate the person who we are right now. I, I, I think I used to hate it that I am passive aggressive sometimes because I realized that every time in those situations, it's very hard for me to really explain or to tell the person what exactly I am feeling. And I think the moment I, I was reflecting more on that and looking deeper into myself, then I realized, oh, maybe it must also be hard for my, maybe my mother to understand herself in that sense. Of course, I could not really speak for my mom, but um, at least one thing I realized when I grew up and what changed in me is when I finally recognized that these things are inherited from my upbringings then i start to see these realizations as opportunities to empathize as well maybe it's hard for me then it's hard for her similarly then i start to realize that mm, maybe that's how we learn to love our family members more when we grow up is that we find ways to empathize with them so i'm just wondering as well it's like what what comes up for you right now and at the same time if you want then I also very curious 
you know, what are the different ways we, we come to empathize with our family members when we, when we grow up like this, when we are in this stage of young adulthood? Maybe we can still consider ourselves young in that sense. I think one way is that because I am in a job where I work with children and I think a lot about uh, nurturing young children and uh, when I work with children then I it makes me remember how my mom uh, raised me up as well the experiences that she gave me and uh, the way she nurtured my growth while I was growing up so I feel like um, one thing is that (laughs) okay a little bit of a sidetrack here uh, because when I was young my mom would um, make me try different things so in summer holidays she would um, send me off to a new thing like it's uh, one summer it's a drawing class the next it's a swimming school and then like another summer it's like badminton so all these different kind of things and then sometimes I would like be resistant very resistant at first and I was like uh, I remember one time like uh, crying and screaming my way to the swimming pool because I didn't want to learn how to swim but then I later uh, started to enjoy it but I didn't like being like um, encouraged to try new things because I think I was in a rebellious phase Uh, but now that I think back on it I really appreciate how um, she made me try different things so I think um, it has helped me this um, experimental like challenging um, spirit in me that I okay like uh, let's just try and then like, it's going to be like, you're going to get something new and you're going to learn something uh, from this experience. And I think it helped a lot with my confidence. So uh, now that I look back on it, I kind of understood now, like why she encouraged me to try these different things. And now that I am like working with kids and I am always like telling them, you know, like, hey, try going out of your comfort zone, try new things like now I kind of like understand ah okay so this is why my mom made me do these things and so while her parenting techniques may have been like not to my liking sometimes now like I start to look at it with a new perspective Uh, I find it very interesting that uh, case of bringing is kind of similar to mine that, you know, even my parents pushed me to do things that I didn't like, like going for dance class and music class. And, you know, especially my dance class was something I despised. And I till today, I hate dancing. (laughs) I think Kay can attest to that. We both are like the bad dancers. (laughs) But yeah, I just found that like uh, an interesting common point that I just wanted to bring up. But uh, as for developing empathy, I think going off of my um, story of my grandmother and seeing how I am embodying some of her own characteristics, it makes me more empathetic um, rather than annoyed 
So what I used to find annoying about um, back then my granny, and now that my mother exhibits some of that her as well, this hyperactivity, this overthinkingness. Um, now that I am starting to, you know, show some of those symptoms, so to say, uh, I, I, I think to myself the root cause of this, and then I think to where it's coming from. And in understanding myself, I'm also understanding them. And rather than getting annoyed with them, I find a way to like sit and listen to them or have a conversation with them with a more compassionate tone. So I suppose the fact that I'm seeing some of their characteristics reflect in my own personality now and then thinking about why it's happening helps me um, deal with, well, now my mother. Yeah, so I think that's um, some a way that uh, growing up has helped me develop more empathy rather than annoyance with my um, family. One thing that I find interesting right there is um, about the notion of self-awareness. And it just added to another interesting layer to my understanding of that when I hear what uh, Mahi, what you just shared, is that understanding ourselves and, and the extension of, of understanding ourselves also include the uh, the understanding of our like family history, like the generational root of where certain things and how certain things happened, and how it it trickled down into us. And for me, it is it's, it's such a wonderful feeling to understand that we are not just a separate entity, but we are actually a an extension of something much bigger, which is our family tree. But it, it really took like adulthood, like growing up to understand and appreciate that. At the same time, um, I also realized, you know, parenting, I think maybe I'm speaking for or generalizing it into Asian style of parenting. <laughs> But I also grew up being pushed to try different things. Like I used to try um, drawing, um, piano, basketball, martial art. Yeah, like I think as I did, I try singing. Maybe not. <laughs> but nothing really lasts. You know, nothing really lasts long for me even for drawing, which is something I currently like, but I'm not really taking it into something of a serious liking. Until, like, finally at the... Oh, also my mother took me to um, sign, up, sign me up for math competition during elementary school, and then literature, like mother tongue literature competition. And I never made it even from the um, the easiest route. And I was thinking to myself, I think I'm not good at anything at all. I'm shy, I'm introverted, I'm scared of people, and I'm not even good at things. What am I even good at? <laughs> and I realized that, you know, parenting and even our childhood is a series of like intent, very intentional and also unintentional choices that our parents made for us. And for me, then my, my mother really made that persistent choice not to give up on me yet. <laughs> and by the end of elementary school and proceeding to um, secondary school, 
she signed me up for this like one-on-one tu- like tutoring in English. And that's where I started to find my like passion for English. Like after like just one month being with a teacher. And you could imagine how from that very tiny moment, I started to like pace up. I level up in English. I took different classes. I went to like language school with ease and I have a huge love for it. And I even signed up for like this competition team from my school and it went up to high school. I also got into specialized classes in English. And, and so when we were sharing story like these, I feel like, oh, how do I learn to recognize that there are these such intentional choices that our parents made for us? And how can we recognize them enough and show gratitude towards these choices? Yeah. And so I think uh, we are at 25 minutes mark right now. Uh, I think we can still talk for a little bit more, but then what I really want to bring us towards is how are we showing up with gratitude right now in our life towards our family? I think um, it has become easier for me to express words of gratitude and uh, appreciation towards my family uh, yeah compared to when I was younger you know I don't know how uh, you guys family dynamics are but uh, in our family like overt shows of affection are not practiced <laughs> so we don't usually say like I love you or you know thank you it's like uh our I love you is like hey have you eaten like or like make sure you don't catch a cold <laughs> so it's like it's always like indirect um ways of saying that um we care for each other so um but then now that uh, I have been uh, living away from family for many years now I think it's almost a decade now so like I think I kind of start to um, have this appreciation for their presence and therefore their support more and um, I like so whenever I kind of like have this thought or like some reflections of like okay maybe sometimes it's like at work like I work with a child and then like um, I have this um, reflection about how like the role of adults like supportive adults in child's growth and I would remember an episode and then like um, maybe the next day when I am on the call with my mom or dad I will tell them hey you remember how you know (laughs) you made me do this thing and I was very resistant to it but now I'm actually really grateful and I I feel that you know it had this impact on me so I would say that and sometimes I kind of I am more curious because my memory is a little bit fuzzy as well so sometimes I would ask my mom or dad like hey, why did you do this thing? Like, you know, why did you make me do this thing when I was younger? So that I could get their perspective. 
and also like through that initiating that kind of question and uh, starting that kind of conversation, I got to know them more as well. Yeah, I have to agree with what Kay said about affection and um, shows, you know, actual words or like physical um, expressions of affection is very rare in my family, especially like um, physical um, expressions. It's um, something that um, I struggle with, not just with my family, but also with uh, people around me. That's not my primal, primordial way of expressing love. But I've learned to, you know, overcome that. Um, uh, for the listeners who don't know, I am an only child. So it's just my parents and me. So in that regard, um, and since I've been living away from them uh, uh, for about six, seven, eight years now, I, oh, I studied um, high school in a residential school. So I was living away from my family during that time and my undergrad and now my graduate. So all these years spent away from them, it makes me uh, miss them and appreciate them and everything that they've given me, especially in terms of a very protective and loving childhood to the stories that they've told me to the, the you know, very spiritual upbringing. So I think that's something, uh, you know, I want to uh, somehow like show that I'm really grateful so I think when I go back to India in my own very very little ways I sometimes initiate like a little hug or a little hand holding with my mom you know when we're walking down uh, the stairs or something I'm like oh you're gonna fall come hold my hand <laughs> you know just little things like that or now you know things like whatsapp calling I think um, I use whatsapp as a means to contact my parents and when i was a little younger like in my first year i used to be like oh i'll wait for them to call i don't want to be the first one to call but now you know i make that effort myself you know when i miss them and i want to hear their voice i just call and i'm like hi what are you doing are you free rather than wait for them to call me I think I know they're all very baby steps and uh, I don't think I'll I'm not sure if I'll ever get to the place where I can say I love you because that feels very unnatural and it, it it's very cringe inducing for my family so but baby steps you know but I, I think they know that I appreciate them yeah I think they get the message <laughs> You know that 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 cringe of the verbal "I love you" ran in my body right now, just now, just thinking about it. I just wonder. Uh, we touched a really interesting point, like very interesting similarity of all maybe Asian families in that sense. But maybe they also then at the same time feel like love cannot be helped, not to express itself, and so. If not verbally, then it oozes out like in all these linkages in different things that we do, like, like things like a small touch. But for me, it's how my mom touched me or how my dad sometimes just texts um, through Facebook Messenger, how asking how I am. Or sometimes my sister would give me a little gift, a small gift. Or just sharing a bit of her story to me, then then to me that's already like very close to an expression of love in that sense. 
And I feel like the more I grow up, the more I'm more attuned and sensitive to noticing those small moments when love is being expressed. And at the same time, um, you know, we start to go. But at the same time, I think we also start to grow into the verbal zone of connecting with our family, of talking about things that we never talked to our family about, like about how we think about different things. Our opinions, talking to them like we are already adults now, and recollecting memories together, like talking about how at certain point in time we used to do this together, yeah. And so yeah, it brought me to a very um, nostalgic space right now, just recalling these things and at the same time uh, being grateful for all the things and the good deeds are being done. At the same time, of course. Not using that to dismiss that there are things, of course, we did not like at all when we were young, and we wish that that would not be done upon us, or maybe for me, then for my children, for me as a parent. And so, just a little question at this at the end of our conversation today, um, I just want to ask, you know, what is something that that you are wondering right now, after we have been talking, having this conversation like this. What would be something that you are curious to talk more about, or to listen to more stories about, in our next conversations? Um, for me, um, based on what our conversation today, we talked about how our family has influenced us as individuals, and I thought it would be also interesting to think about how we as individuals. Have like influenced and uh, kind of like helped change or helped our family members grow in uh, certain ways. Like how have they changed in the way that they uh, communicate with you or in the way they show their appreciation for you? So just a few examples of that. So that the the other. Um, direction of the influence and uh, also because uh, we talked about um, the past we visited the our childhoods so I was wondering based on what Nam just mentioned um, like going forward the, uh, some questions in my head right now is how do I feel more connected like you know to my family like how do I show appreciation in different ways and uh, what kind of conversations or stories that I want to share with them like more in the future so those are some things that I'm thinking about currently yeah I feel like there's so much uh, that we could speak about that if we continue to speak, this would be a never-ending podcast almost. But something that uh, I feel like, you know, we could also explore in perhaps the future would be uh, how our culture, uh, for example, the society that we grew up in, like I was in India, and you guys in Myanmar and Vietnam, how did that, you know, land, uh, you know, cultural landscape 
or you know that particular period in time you know that particular historic period in time how did that influence our family dynamic like i'm not sure if you know some important transitions happened in your country during that time or let's say um some important things happened in your society during that time how would that have influenced your family dynamic and your family's thinking because i think um uh it, it, this might be a diversion uh but uh, for instance in my own family um uh, my parents generation was the first to get education and in my dad's side of the family out of 10 siblings only 3 managed to study so the next generation that is my generation all the parents were very insistent about education especially the uh, my dad's sister the woman she was very insistent on her children studying so much so that you know she uh, sacrificed a lot for them to get good degrees so i think the importance of education became very uh, prominent in uh, my dad's side of the family and even my mom's side so i was thinking how the cultural landscape or like the historic period in time would have influenced our family values so that's just something that i'm curious about that's it yeah wow well, i think those are very interesting and very insightful topics and that would like last us for the several episodes throughout the season we have a lot of things to talk about and i hope that our audience when you're listening to this I hope that these questions and these topics that our friends and just suggested also brought you to a place of curiosity about not only how your role right now individually you play in the family how you also influence and start to influence back on your family's dynamics at the same time how you are also like woven into this family history like the like the very big fabric of history and society that that is influencing your family and now is also influencing you as a child and now as an adult. And with that then I hope that we can take a lot more curiosity with us just to look at our family and to look forward to more conversation that are going to happen from next week with us three. So with that thank you Mahi, thank you Kay for another very very insightful and very touching conversation about family stories. So with that and thank you friends of the Mindfulness podcast we hope to see you again goodbye and thank you You've been listening to a Mindfulness podcast to follow our weekly updates subscribe to our channels on Spotify Apple Podcast or any other major podcast distribution channels If you have any inquiries questions or an invitation for collaboration can reach out to us on our Facebook page mindfulness or our email welcome at mindful-nest.com mindfulness the art of togetherness